You are listening to Ring Chasing Podcast, the podcast by Don Garrett. This podcast is about the pregame and postgame thoughts of Sanford Seminole High School football's quest for a state championship. First round of the playoffs was a total destruction of Winter Park, 41-27 at home. Don't believe the scoreboard for everything because it was never in doubt and not even close. After this break, we'll talk about the game. So let's talk about the scoring in this one. Uh, first score was Luke Rucker, 24-yard pass to Goldie Lawrence. And Goldie Lawrence had the two-point conversion to make it 8 to nothing. Second score was a Carson Sequeiros Lasky 14-yard pass to Justin Rosado. Goldie Lawrence with the two-point conversion to make it 16 to nothing. Next score was a Luke Rucker 42-yard TD pass to Damari Henderson to make it 22 to nothing. And that's how it would go into the half, 22 to nothing. Next score was a Dante Wack 3-yard touchdown run to make it 28 to nothing. Next Score was a Jakari Henderson 27-yard pick six and Kale Tomlin extra point to make it 35 to 7. Next score was a Luke Rucker 17-yard pass to Marvin Brown to make it 41 to 7. And the game would end 41 to 27. First, I want to talk about something that uh, everyone knows who listens to this knows I don't like and we don't talk about is garbage time points. One media outlet looking at the score uh, described this game as Winter Park put up a fight. Now, anyone who watched the game knows Winter Park didn't put up a fight. Those uh, 27 points that they had, only 7 of them they earned. The rest uh, was basically during garbage time. Even though I hate garbage time and when it's happening, I'm not really a huge fan of it. I need to talk a little bit about it and set the record straight. I'm right about a lot of things on this podcast, but I'll truly admit that my stance on garbage time is wrong. And the reason it's wrong is uh, Coach Lodge is a championship coach. He knows what it takes to win a championship. So even though I don't like garbage time, it's a 100% must at this level. I always say um, from the school of Bill Belichick, who would only take Tom Brady out of the game at maybe one minute left to go. But the differences in this situation is that's the pros. The pros get paid millions of dollars and they're four or five players deep if there is an injury. What Coach Lodge, being a championship coach and all the other coaches on the coaching staff know being championship coaches is it's a must at this level. Something you have to do. And the evidence to back that up is very simple. If you look back to our playoff game against Popka, uh, the one that we lost, or one of the big contributing pieces to that loss was uh, we lost DJ Hampton to an injury before that game. If we had DJ Hampton, that game could have been a lot uh, closer. It wasn't the only factor to the loss, but it was a big contributor to the loss. UCF saw that as well when they lost Mackenzie Milton and Brandon Moore to an injury. And Brandon Moore's injury happened when they were up in a game so big that he probably shouldn't have even been in that game. And it cost him a couple of years. So while I hate 
garbage time, and I always say I hate garbage time, at this level is a must. The other reason it's a must is when someone gets hurt, it's the next man up. So you got to give all, all the next men up some reps. If they don't have reps and it happens during a playoff game and they have to go, then there's going to be a problem. So I always say I hate garbage time, but I will also say that it's a must at this level, and Coach Lodge knows that, and that's why uh, he's doing it. Because if you go into the playoffs, uh, you once the game is out of reach, you don't want to get any injuries because an injury could cost you uh, winning a playoff or getting to the championship. So I got to give props to Coach Lodge for knowing when to take the foot off the gas. He's been right all along. And that's one of the things when I say I hate garbage time, even though I hate it, it has to be done. So let's look at the offense. So when you look at the offense, we scored 41 points. Looking at the offense as a whole, you can say this game was probably the most efficient we've played on offense on all sides of the offense, uh, both running and uh, passing this year. So everything from the game plan that was put in place by the coaches to the execution of the players, you can arguably say this might have been the best we've done all year. So it uh, happened in the playoffs, which is which is great. So let's talk about the quarterbacks. Okay, so the quarterbacks uh, had good had a good night. Both of them did. And when Timmy left last year, we had a big hole that we needed to fill in quarterback. And Luke stepped into that role big time. So in this game, he was 8 of 14 for 178 yards and three touchdowns. And his touchdown passes are on point. If you watch in the film, uh, he's got both touch and he knows when to get it into tight windows. So uh, Luke had a good game. And speaking of Timmy, I just wanted to give props to both Timmy and Jimmy who were doing it big on the next level. Uh, Jimmy had a 80-yard slant he took to the house and showed his speed. And Timmy continues as a freshman to lead USF's offense. So got to give them both props as well. And Carson had a great night as well with the 14-yard touchdown pass uh, that he had to Justin Rosado. Yeah, that was a great pass as well. So quarterbacks continue to shine. And offensive line had a great night as well. Uh, the Whenever you have a good game passing and a good game running, it starts up front. So like I said, I'm going to have a special on the O-line coming up, but I want to give them props as well. Let's talk about the receivers next. So... When we see, especially any spot on this team, what you'll see is when there's injuries, other people stepping up. And that's a big testament to the coaching staff on getting them ready. And also that's a testament to, like I said, with Coach Lodge and the rest of the coaches being championship coaches. Like I said, with garbage time, they, when a player needs to step up, since they have those reps, they come in and they play great. So that's one of the big things you see. Uh, with this coaching staff as when there's injuries there's other players stepping up and that's why we continue to be the program that we are so first we got to talk about Goldie Lawrence so uh, the UF commit uh, again continues to shine on the offense not only his touchdown pass that he had but he continues in these special teams to be able to pull out the two-point conversions so Goldie is a crucial member of the offense, and he showed in this game uh, his ability, and definitely someone we're going to see shine on Saturdays when he goes into Florida. 
So one of the players that stepped up, and like I said, we have next man up attitude on this program. So one of the uh, people who stepped up out of the receivers this game is Justin Rosado Jr. He had a pass from uh, Carson for a 14-yard touchdown that he was able to go up and high point it and grab the touch for the touchdown. It was a great catch uh, that he had, and he's only a sophomore. So the future's bright uh, looking down the road and also another person that was able to step up. And we saw Damari Henderson uh, was in on receiver. Not only the UCF commit is able to play defense, but he also plays special teams and receiver. And he was able to get the touchdown pass. It was a 42-yard pass from Luke, and he was able to make the grab and for the touchdown. So Damari Henderson had a good plays on receiver as well. And the other person to step up at receiver was Marvin Brown. And he's also a sophomore. So uh, the we got a bright future, like I said. And Marvin Brown's catch was a good catch in the end zone. And it looked like to me that he caught it with one hand. But I'm going to have to look at the tape to see it in deeper. But uh, definitely a great catch from him. And a soft, two big sophomores stepping up. So like I say, it's... Uh, the big thing about this coaching staff and, and Eric Lodge is uh, what you'll see and why they're a championship coaching staff is uh, you'll see some coaches out there basically saying, well, we had, didn't have this kid, we didn't have this kid, and that's the reason we lost. You'll never see this coaching staff making excuses. It's always next man up. So that's another reason why they're a championship coaching staff. Now let's talk about the running game, and Dante Weck continues to lead that running back room. Uh, he had 54 yards on the day. One thing you'll see about Dante is when uh, he's running, he runs with a purpose. And if you're a defender and you're tackling him, you're going to get punished just as much for tackling him as uh, when he's running and hitting you because uh, he's hard to take down. And that's a big thing with the running back. And what you'll see is a lot of times Dante will get a lot of yards late in the game. And the reason for that is the defenders are so tired that they're not going to continue to try to tackle you as hard as they are in the beginning of the game because you've been punishing them all game. Uh, so what you'll see is the defender try to tackle him with an arm or just try to trip him up and uh, he gets by those tackles. So he's not only has speed, but he's punishing when he runs. The other running back who had a great night, too, was Tyrone Williams Jr., and it continues to show uh, his ability to be able to win. What I think is special from him, and I've said it before in podcasts, is not only does he make the first person miss, but his vision. And there was one run in particular that showed this, where he went up the middle, and he made the first person miss. He got hit by the second person, and he was able to bounce it outside after the hit, and he was able to go another 30 yards uh, after that. So that's a big thing I see with Tyrone Williams Jr. and makes him special. So uh, keep an eye out. This, this is a kid who's going to get a lot of offers coming up, uh, just looking at his film alone. So... Let's talk about the defense. What can you say about this defense? They've been playing lights out all year. And the one thing you can see about this defense when you're watching them is not only are they suffocating, but they're fast. 
So that's a combination that a lot of teams find it hard to even move the ball. In this game, the really only points that uh, Winter Park had was due to a special teams miscue that gave him great field position. So they only really scored seven points before uh, the garbage time points. So uh, this defense is, continues to step up. Now there's a lot of people that are making plays on defense. So if I miss anyone, I apologize. But these are some of the ones that... Uh, I saw there was a huge hit from Anthony Dunn Jr. that caused a fumble, and he made a lot of other tackles as well. Uh, Dion Campbell was in on a lot of tackles for a losses. Charles Green, Antonio Simpson had the recovery after the hit of uh, Anthony Dunn Jr., and he made also a lot of uh, pass breakups throughout the year. In this game, he had a lot of big hits. Uh, Cam Moore, uh, you see him on multiple hits every game. This game was no exception. Uh, Lucas Fonseca uh, is a great uh, linebacker that makes a lot of hits as well. There are so many people on this uh, defense that make plays every day. And the biggest thing about this defense is they uh, play as a team. Jakari Henderson has a pick six. The secondary continues to shut out teams. The biggest thing I said on the pregame was I didn't think that these receivers would be able to catch passes against this secondary, and they continue to show, as they have all year, that uh, they, you can't pass against them. So that was a big thing in this game as well. So let's talk about some things that we have to improve now. Since it's the playoffs, we got to kind of, even though it was a great game, and typically during the regular season, I wouldn't pull out things that we need to improve. But because the playoffs, it's a one and out if you lose. Uh, the biggest thing we got to do is we got to tear apart this game and find out some things that we have to fix for next playoff game. So the two big things I see in this game that we'll have to fix is one was on special teams. So there was a couple of punts there that uh, were miscues and uh, Winter Park ended up recovering. So that's uh, one of the big things going into next game that we got to keep an eye on is the special teams. There was also an onside kick that Winter Park was able to recover. That's another thing that, uh, especially on times when you know they're going to try to onside kick, that's something we have to definitely recover. So Winter Park was able to recover an onside kick as well. The other thing is definitely penalties. I think we had 160 yards worth of penalties this game. So that's one of the things that we really have to clean up going into next game. And the problem is the team we're playing next game uh, is a team that uh, they typically when they play wherever they play, they get a lot of the calls. And there's dynamics behind why that happens that I'm not going to really go into uh, at all. But uh, this is a team that we we have to be really clean when we play this game because we're not going to get the benefit of the doubt of the penalties. Now, one of the things that I think the refs are going to look especially for is something that I heard one of their coaches quoting after the last game was uh, the roughing the passer. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Coach next week's going to put into the ref's ears uh, before the game even starts to keep an eye on things like that. Now, did it happen? No, definitely not. Those were clean hits last game. It was just that uh, their offensive line was not able to uh, hold up 
against our defensive line, and that's going to happen again. The only thing that we can't control is if the ref is going to see something that's not there. And what I think is going to happen is when the team we're playing next week is going to have a bug in the ref's ear uh, from the get-go. So one of the things we have to clean up on this game is the penalties. So uh, and in the pregame, I'm this pregame that's going to come up on Thursday. I'm not going to go over Lake Mary what they are because I did that the last time we played them. But I am going to talk a little bit about what I think is going to be different from this game that we play them than when we played the last game. And there's a couple dynamics that go into that. But uh, all in all, those are the things we got to clean up, and I expect things that. Uh, every game, when, especially in the playoffs, is going to be things we're going to have to rip apart and talk about that we need to clean up. But all in all, this was a great playoff game. And the first win in the playoffs, we need four more to get that ring. So uh, next game is going to be against Fake Mary, but it's going to be at home. So that's all I have for the post game. Uh, this was a great game overall on all sides of the ball. One, it was a game that we executed perfectly. And I got to give props again to the coaching staff for the game plan because that was on point. So I will have a pregame on Thursday. And this game's going to be big. It's de most definitely going to be packed again. So get your tickets early. And uh, I want to thank everyone, as always, for listening. And if you can share, thanks. Thanks.